0: Welcome to the Snug, the Irish and France chat show. My name is Porrick McGuire. My guest today is a man who is more used to sitting in my chair and asking the questions rather than answering the questions. He has co-hosted St Patrick's Day events for the Irish and France Association online in 2021 and live in Paris this year. But he's perhaps even better known for his radio and television work in Ireland, Mr. Ryan Tuberty. Ryan, you're very welcome to The Snug.
1: What a pleasure it is to be in Le Snug uh, among my friends, uh, the Irish, but not only the Irish in Paris, actually, but I noticed from my previous visits to this amazing city and what the events that you pull together so beautifully is there's so many people from France and from Paris who are either just interested in the Irish story, but equally married into the Irish story or dating the Irish story. And the funniest experiences I have is seeing these little children, half French, half Irish going, it is the Toy Show Man. (laughs) I've just gone, this is amazing. This little Jean-Luc Juliet, uh, very excited to meet this weird looking man from Dublin and all their French cousins going, who is that strange man? Yes,
0: and they were all delighted. I remember the day very well. It was a pleasant (laughs) day. Ryan, tell us a little bit how you're from a family that is steeped in politics for generations back. And I think every one of your cousins is in Dáil Éireann or (laughs) European Parliament or somewhere. How did we manage to save you from all that?
1: Well, you know, my, my grandfather was uh, a big mover and shaker in the Civil War, really, after the War of Independence. He was a staunch Republican. He was a dev man. He was an anti-treaty man. He admired Michael Collins. I have to say that came to light in some archive I heard recently after the centenary of the Michael Collins um, assassination. So he didn't go into politics himself per se. Dev turned around to him and said, Okay, you've got civil servant written all over you. You're a tough guy. You don't suffer fools. The book will always stop with you. So there's Borden reporting go and find set that up. There's CIE, go and clean that up. There's whatever it was, any other organization. He was a troubleshooter. And um that, that was his job in some ways. But then his the next generation, my uncles went into politics. So Neil Andrews was a TD and an MEP, David Andrews was a TD, uh, and subsequently Minister for uh, Foreign Affairs and other posts as well. Um, and then uh, their sons, uh, two of their sons, Chris Andrews became a TD for Fianna Fáil, currently a TD for Sinn Féin, and Barry Andrews was a TD for Fianna Fáil, currently an MEP for Fianna Fáil. So the uh, bloodline is strong and people, some people, aren't into it. They don't not fan of dynasties, but I always argue in fairness, if I want to to get my uh, uh shoes fixed, I like to go to a shop that has Murphy and daughters over the roof rather than just some guy coming in off the street. So you learn at the knee of the guy that went before or the woman that went before, I think, but that's for another day. You're asking me, how did I avoid all that? Well, yeah. as you can probably hear and your listeners can hear, I can talk as much as the next politician uh, or I can talk as, the next, as much as the next uh, uh, barrister. These were all uh, careers that could have been open in front of me until, uh, to be honest with you, I started doing little book reviews and film reviews on TV and radio as a kid, as a child. And I was bitten by the bug. It's the, it's the, it's the old classic I loved it so much, and I thought, right, I can make a few quid doing things I like doing uh, by t- talking and and and, rev- and going to movies and reading books. And I thought, well, this isn't this is the one for me. When you went to university, tell us what you studied. I went to UCD and I studied arts. I did history and Greek and Roman civilization, and uh, because uh, I'm a very old-fashioned person, um, kind of trapped in the modern world. Uh, I love the classics, I study Latin for my leaving cert, the, you know, the, the, is it the baccalaureate, the equivalent of it? it Similar, yeah, to baccalaureate. Um, And, uh, so I, I love uh, that gives me a love of words and etymology. And, you know, most words in the modern French and English come from Latin. And I love the the, the word play and trying to figure it out. So arbor is Latin for tree. And of course, arb is the French for tree. And that brings us to, uh, you know, a, 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 the English for arboreal is is for the forests and so on. So I just love that, 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 the game of that. And that's why it was a natural fit for me to do that in college. I, I think it was great. And Greek and Latin culture as well, and mythology. Well, the Greek and Roman civilization. So you were learning all about, really, I was mad about the Romans. I loved the Caesars and um, all that uh, marching through the, the Roman Empire. I found fascinating. And, you know, to this day, the, if you go to Washington, I don't know if you've been to Washington, but Washington is the 20th, 20th century Roman Empire. And uh, Washington has all the columns and the architecture of ancient Rome. So mm-hmm. it's cyclical, and you know if you read um, any book about modern politics, it's really just uh, the Caesars in smart suits. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and so- politics, politics—you didn't get into politics in Ireland, but you studied—you would have studied politics of ancient yes. Greece and Rome. And I believe you're a bit of a expert on United States politics, especially yeah. Mister John F. Kennedy.
1: That's right. I mean, my, it's a strange one, but a cousin of my. Uh, of mine on my dad's side, Dorothy Tuberty, um, turned out to be great friends of a lady called Ethel Skakel. Skakel. And Ethel Skakel went on to marry a man called Bobby Kennedy. And through brother that, Ralph. precisely, brother of John F. Kennedy and Teddy Kennedy, obviously, and Gene Kennedy Smith and Eunice and, and all the rest of them. And I was fascinated by that, that, the Kennedy story. I used to watch a program on the BBC when I was a teenager called The Rock and Roll Years. And if anyone remembers, um, of course, Reeling in the Years on Irish TV, but this was the precursor to it. And it was it was footage from the 60s and just uh, text written underneath it. And I remember seeing the Kennedys and going, who the hell are they? Like, they're amazing. They're so young and glamorous. And he was the president of the United States of America. And he had a name that was Irish. So I went and studied a bit more about that and subsequently wrote a book on Kennedy's visit to Ireland, because here's my feeling. How did somebody in the middle of uh, the Great Irish Famine leave a tiny little village in Dungentown in New Ross in County Wexford and go across the Atlantic, get to Boston and within, working as a cooper, um, and then within three, four generations become the most powerful family on the planet Earth. And then they come home in June of 1963, the plane lands and out he comes. And it was like, Superstar, Oz comes to Kansas Mm. and says to you, Uh, to echo a more modern politician and paraphrase, yes, you can. And he
0: could, and he did, yes. Uh, Ryan, you've chosen some music for us today. Tell us about your first piece.
1: I'm going to go for a piece of music that I don't know if everyone will know this, but I find it haunting. I find it Irish. I find it has a strange mix of two things I love, traditional with a modern twist. And it's traditional in that it's clannad, and their their beautiful Donegal uh, lilt and that 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 that, that uh, ghost like sound they do, but matched with the great bono of you too. Um and the song's called In a Lifetime, kick back and think of Ireland. <sighs>
0: Ryan, you mentioned briefly that in your childhood or your early teen days, you did book reviews. I think that might have been an inspiration that led you to the career that you have today.
1: That's right. I, I did some book reviews on the radio uh, the, uh, and uh, I loved it. I just got the real raw for it. I was a reader anyway. I'm a bookworm, still am to this day and um, never far from a book. And and it made sense that I would be reviewing books uh, for, for, for children as it happens because I was about 12, 13, 14. And then my voice broke eventually and I wasn't a very attractive prospect on Kids Radio right? just because my just sounded like this. And, uh, uh, that, I call that the wilderness years. Um, I, I really couldn't get arrested. So um, I went to college and I was thinking about what to do. And I was always drawn back to broadcasting. So I remember going through RTE, the main broadcasting house, uh, one day uh, with CVs in my hand and I was sweating in a wax jacket. I don't know what I was thinking. I, but I was walking down and a woman met me and said... Oh, I remember you when you were a kid doing the reviews. I said, yeah. She said, I'm working now as a producer on the Jerry Ryan radio show. Um, And, you know, you should come in, maybe be a runner. And a runner essentially is is somebody who goes around making tea and coffee. And I went in. I said, I would be honored to be a runner on the Jerry Ryan show because I was a fan of Jerry's. Uh, For people who don't know, he was like a, a larger than life broadcaster who really left no thought unspoken. And he, sorry, and, and and that's then I just became the runner on that show, and it was it was a great entree into the radio world. On Jerry Ryan, sadly, he died a young man. He did. He died very young. He was a, he was a great friend of mine, and uh, ultimately, I went on then to become um, a more. I got, I got onto the radio shows and I became a presenter, and then I got my own show and then in two FM and then back to Radio One. I was bouncing around a little, uh, but all the way through, Jerry was was always a mentor a uh, friend, a guide, um, and 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 above all, he was great crack. And I say that because, you know, in the modern life, everything's become very sanitized, and it, people are scared out of their wits to say anything these days. And I think it's a pity, but he didn't care, and it was a different time. Uh, he And and I say that not because, oh, it was great, he was able to offend everyone. He wasn't. He just fun. And uh, and, I, and I loved that, that uh that you don't see too much around the place now because people, as I say, are terrified. So I loved that. He died, as you say, uh, way too young and I miss him to this day. I would have loved him being around because there was no one like him and uh, I haven't met anyone like him since. So yeah, he was a huge loss to me personally and to the country.
0: You had a stint in the United Kingdom for a time.
1: I did. I went over to the BBC for a little while. I was filling in for Chris Evans and uh, Terry Wogan and Graham Norton uh, for, on their various uh, radio shows. And it was great. It served a purpose. I really enjoyed tipping my toe in the water. Um, and it could have gone to come on, uh, gone on to be something else. But I had two young daughters. Um, I had two, uh, per- two perfectly good jobs here, if I'm being honest with you, both on radio and TV. I mean, one job, one contract, but two jobs. And um, while it might've been nice to look at it uh, for, for a while I've always, I say it to my colleagues all the time and I say it to myself all the time. Priority number one in life is my family uh, and everything follows after that. So, um, you know, now my my family, of uh, my girls are women now, Uh, they're 23 and 17. So... I, you know, it's you never never too late to 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 consider everything again. I think mm-hmm. I'm at an interesting point in my life where I think everything's up for grabs now.
0: But before we lose you to the BBC or elsewhere, tell yeah. us about your transition from radio to television and to the great show that you lead now.
1: Uh, uh- yeah, that that so that, that it tends to be the way in in, in RT in Ireland where if you do well on radio, they'd like to have a look at you on TV. When I started out on TV, it was an era of kind of just pre-Celtic Tiger. You really had to be very, very good looking to be on TV. So I struggled in that regard. And eventually, when <laughs> when they became a little more open minded, they said, OK, we'll have a look at you. I presented the Rose of Tralee for two years. I liked it um but ultimately then within a, a year of that they said would you like to do a chat show on a saturday night and that was the dream i grew up watching the late late show i grew up watching michael parkinson um watching all these shows on british tv i was obsessed with like russell hardy and uh you know all these programs i and i, I and even in the morning time i'd watch robert kilroy silk doing his programs and i always think god that looks so interesting I'm mm-hmm. uh david frost and so i was, I was kind of sp- uh, kind of um tutored and, and and brought up on, on mostly British TV weirdly I watched a lot of TV as a kid right there including addicts, starring Noel mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I was very good at that sorry but uh, so oh. TV it was a natural fit
0: and our own dear old Gay Bourne was yeah. the, the star of Irish television at the time what kind of relationship did you have with Gay
1: I had a very very good relationship with, with Gay and so much so that when he when I first got the my first proper TV gig really which was the Rose of Flea, uh, he was my first phone call um, after uh, family uh, to say, you know, can I meet you for a cup of coffee or a pint and what have you? And uh, you know that was the weirdest thing because for me as a I was only a lad really and calling his house. I got his number. I said, oh my god, I'm calling Gay Byrne's house. i like oh, and you know Kathleen Watkins, a real lady, answers. Goes hello. I said, hello. I said, hello. It's like they introduced myself. Oh, yes, we've been hearing about you. Um, and uh, she said, I'll get him for you now Gay." Yeah. And the next thing you hear coming down the car, I go, who is it? What does he want? And, you know, I'm laughing, going, here comes Gay. And uh, I, I said, hello. And he goes, hello, there, Sonny. And we got into a big conversation about uh, the, the, the Rose Trulie. We met for, for uh, a pint and it was like the apprentice meeting the sorcerer. Imp- impressive impersonation, by the way, uh, of thank Gable. You. <laughs> well done. <Thanks. laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I remember his voice very well.
1: Yeah, yeah. How could I forget? So That was that. Yeah, it was quite something.
0: Let's talk about your second piece of music.
1: Well, I I had thought it was going to be one thing, but I've just decided to make a change. I hope you don't mind. Not at all. Um, it just dawned on me that I was with I was in company recently with uh, um, a, a, a guest that I'd had on the show. Um, called uh, Russell Crowe, who I'm sure a lot of your listeners will know, He was uh, he's the big movie star. And it turns out he's a very nice man, and we spent a bit of time together. We were having a few drinks at one stage in in um, in a house, and the, a guitar was produced, and one of the people playing guitars, a young woman singer, uh, was doing a few, Janis Joplin, singing a few numbers. And I said to her, could you play this song for us, please? And she said, of course. And there were a lot of foreign people in the company because they were from uh, Russell Crowe's uh, film and what I do. But there were about three or four Irish people in the same group. And as soon as the way the woman started singing the song, all the Irish people went into a trance, sang every word, every bit of the chorus. And with such reverence and such respect, I thought to myself, this may be um, competition for the national anthem. And that song is Grace. Um, it is a beautiful song. I think it's the most romantic um, and, and Republican um, and, and politically beautiful song that uh, this country has produced. And in the right hands, this song will move any man or woman with half a soul and a good heart to, to tears.
2: As we gather in the chapel here In old Kilmainham jail I think about these past few weeks Oh, will they say we failed From our school days They have told us we must yearn for liberty Yet all I want in this dark place is to have you here with me. Oh, Grace, just hold me in your arms and let this moment linger. They'll take me out at dawn and I will die. With all my love, I'll place this wedding ring upon your finger There won't be time to share our love For we must say goodbye Now I know it's hard for you, my love, to ever understand the love I bear for these brave men My love for this dear land. But when Pari called me to his side, down in the GPO I had to leave my home sick bed To him I had to go. Oh grace, just hold me in your arms and let this moment linger. They'll take me out to dawn and I will die. With all my love, I'll place this wedding ring upon your
3: finger.
2: Won't be time to share our love For we must say goodbye Now as the dawn is breaking My heart is breaking too On this May morn as I walk out My thoughts will be of you and I'll write some words upon the wall So everyone will know I loved so much that I could see His blood upon the road Oh, Grace, just hold me in your arms. And let this moment linger They'll take me out at dawn And I will die With all my love I'll place this wedding ring Upon your finger There won't be time To share our love For we must say goodbye Oh, there won't be time to share our love So we must say goodbye
0: And that was Grace, sung by Jim McCann. Ryan, your work on The Late Late Show must have been very interesting. And I'm sure you met some very, very interesting guests. But I suppose some of your guests uh, are rather younger than you and me. Yes. And the toy show that we had recently was a fine example of your interaction with children. You've been doing that now for several years. Is this the 14, right, yeah. I think, toy well, show well, you've you done?
1: It's exactly it. That's fourteen and has just gone by. And I'm, I'm glad that the people can't see this because they'll, if they did, they'll see how tired I am after what just happened. Yeah, um, it is like being hit. That by, explains I mean, the gin in your left hand, does it? Thank you, thank you. That that exactly. If they can hear the uh, the ice rattling around, that's a well deserved uh, gin and tonic. But no, you're quite right. Um, it is uh, it is like being hit by a bus. It's a very beautiful bus made of marshmallows and and cola bottles. And you know, it's it's but it's a big operation. And I think for. For friends listening to the podcast, who are listening to the Snug today, will 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 uh, will laugh when they hear that the the figures for the the viewing figures in the past have reached up to seventy eight percent of the country are watching it. I mean that's North Korea, Incredible. you know, really is outrageous. It's become this hugely nostalgic program that is important to people. It's kids in the pajamas. It's the tree goes up. Uh, it's a marker of joy it's a marker of sadness for people who are who are absent friends who are no longer with us it's a reminder of the joy of childhood and the happiness of being with your family on the couch with the fire going and their tin of biscuits and sweets and basically there are no rules on toy show day um so it it is it is a beautiful show to present as an ambassador of santa claus i have a very important role and i take it very seriously
0: indeed there must have been some incidents that spring to mind in your experience in the title oh, oh, the special okay. memories for you
1: yeah i i i have been humiliated uh, i have been um i've had uh, glitter poured in my face i've had um i, I can't even begin to, to to tell you where it all begins but i've also met some of the most inspirational people in my life not too long ago we met adam king little boy wants to go to space and He's become a big star because he gave the world a virtual hug uh, when we needed it most. And, you know, we we met young Saoirse Ruan in Galway, who started the Toy Show Fund, which has raised over nearly 15, nearly 20 million euro from Irish people in two, three years, Mm -hmm. which is extraordinary. And all that money goes to children's charities around the island. So it is a source of goodness. And then way back at the beginning, I met a little boy called John Joe. Um, who was into clocks and watches he was like he was something out of the 19th century uh, so you meet these characters and then you meet kids who've overcome bullying or sickness and it 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 is it is overwhelmingly joyful and um, I find it very moving as I get older I find myself having to try and contain my emotions and uh, I hope people at home still get a kick out of it I, I certainly do
0: what have you asked Santa Claus for this year
1: I'm under um, no illusions as to the fact that um, I'm hurtling towards 50 in uh, May um, in the next six months. So I've asked Santa for a plan for a road trip. Um, I don't want him to give me the road trip. I need to go on it. But I, what I did was I wrote a letter to him saying, should I go big? Like, should I go to Australia, New Zealand? Should I go across uh, the, uh, the uh, America in a, in a car? Or should I go uh, through Europe on a train? I love trains. So I'm hoping he'll give me an answer to that. And maybe, you know, a, a nice uh, suitcase or something to go with that. So you're waiting for inspiration from the great man. I'm still waiting for, but he never fails to deliver. Like we, he, he's very, very, he's very decent like that. And um, yeah, we, we get on quite well in any phone call if the signal is good. Uh, we get on well with any phone call. We if have. it
0: turns out that the advice is for a train trip across Europe, I might join you because I'm a big fan of trains. I like Are you
1: okay? Well, look, well, whenever
0: I, I can I travel I by might, train I, rather than plane.
1: Oh, listen, I I, I agree with you, and and um, I want to go on a train that is preferably one that has you know nice facilities and. But oh, me too. Up, I like my comfort you like the comfort so mm. I'm willing to do that. okay well look I'll tell you I'll let you know what Santa says and I'll get back to you
0: do do indeed and we'll plan something uh, there's a great site I'll plug a, a website that I like very much it's called The Man in Seat 61 oh I've heard of this seat61.com there's a plug uh, it's an encyclopedia of rail travel I wherever know. you want to get from A to B and if the normal rail companies don't give you clear indications this man will tell you how to do it and he tell you the best way to do it. And he give you the options from A to B, no matter how long your journey is. It's a wonderful website. Take a oh, look good. at it.
1: That's great advice. Thank you for that. Ryan,
0: it's almost time for us to say goodbye. It's been a pleasure having this few minutes with you and talking to you and sharing your stories and your history and your music. So before we say goodbye, could you introduce your final piece of music for us?
1: Um, I I want to say thank you for having me on your podcast, first of all, and yourself and Paul have become friends of mine on my trips to Paris and I treasure that. And um, I want to wish everyone listening to this podcast the happiest of Christmases. Um, Joyeux Noël. And of course, uh, and a wonderful new year. And listen, if you'll have me back in, in maybe March sometime, who knows? Avec plaisir. I will. Well, the of the here and I would love that. Maybe I'll brush up on my French. My last song, I've decided to go for a modern song. It's a group called Villagers. Um, they, they, this man, Conor O'Brien's voice, it just, it I, I find it extraordinary. Um, it's so plaintive, it's so beautiful It's quite raw And this song is called so- Sympatico, so Sympatico And it is. it came out just towards The end of COVID And I found it to be Very peaceful Very relaxing And it matters to me that it's Irish So I think this is a really sweet song To go out on at this time of year um, It's a good message And um, I think it's a, good, it's a good I hope people like it
0: Thank you very much, Ryan. So on this last musical note, I'll wish you goodbye and happy Christmas. And I look forward to seeing you in the new year at some stage. Take
1: care. You. Thanks for your time.
3: Ooh, so sympathetic you are the one for me and oh so sympathetic you are you are you are and little did i know you were here all the time in the garden you lie in the depths of my mind
0: listening to this episode of The Snug by Irish in France. My name is Paaric Maguire and our producer is Paul Lynch.